0: This guy in the future, please, not just yeah. fast forward, yeah. please. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. okay. uh, I, we've been recording this, Steve, have you... No, no just all, thanks. All okay. the great content's gone. <laughs> yeah. thanks, Steve. Yeah. All yeah. right, so what we're going to do is... Inter, in, you're going to start off, we're just going to... You count me down on your fingers, I'll wait for you, yeah. and then I'll go into camera and just say thank you. For joining us, head to Betway now and place any 50 Rand or more bet on any of the Springboks Rugby Championship matches until the 29th of July and stand the chance to win a share of 100,000 Rand in sports bonuses as well as entered into a draw to win signed Springbok memorabilia. Each 50 Rand or more you bet will earn you another entry into the draw. So sign up today at betway.co.za terms and conditions apply remember to like and subscribe thank you very much for joining us on the cs Duplessis show it's my pleasure to welcome one of the brightest talents in south african cricket he's been around for a while he is an all-rounder junior Dala, not a fast bowler thank you so much for your time
1: yeah i think all rounder. i think uh all-rounder status if you win enough games with the bet which i think over the last five six years i've done i, I classify myself as that I work to be a better now, so. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you have yeah. won games. You've saved yeah. games. I think there was
0: there was a game, uh, was it, who scored that incredible, I know Steve was raving yeah. about it.
1: Yeah. Someone scored the runs, but you were there to support them the whole way and actually scored the winning runs, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think that was, we played the Warriors. Um, so Aiden scored like a 70 or an 80, and then uh, I think we were eight down, nine down, and I scored, I think, 38 or 14 balls to, to win the game. But, I mean, <laughs> He did the hard work. So. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, we need to we need to recognize yeah. the all rounder in you, Junior. Yeah.
0: Uh, Junior, uh, thank you so much for your time, man. Um, how's life at the moment? Congratulations! I saw on Instagram the the wedding. It looked amazing. There's even a show. Was it on? Was it on
1: the on the web or where no, is that? It was on the Insider, uh, on okay. CBC. So it was. Yeah, bit of a top billing moment uh, type yeah, absolutely, thing. Absolutely, it looked fantastic. Yeah, it was in. I mean, had my close friends, uh, family, so it was quite enjoyable. Also, you rocked the suit, man. Like, I've only yeah, seen you yeah. in cricket gear, you know? <laughs> I, I think I surprised a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> I, my wife now, um, she didn't have faith in the suits I, I was going to pick. Um, I told her, I've got it covered. You don't have to see anything. I'm not going to see your dress, so you can't see my suit. We'll surprise each other. And yeah, it sort of worked out on the day. That's cool, man.
0: It looked it really uh, looked yeah. amazing. Yeah. And and I think it was interesting as you walked in here and um, we were chatting, you were just saying, like, it puts life into context, doesn't it, a bit? Like, you know, you have these milestones yeah. in your life, right? And obviously, um, as cricket being yeah. such a huge part and forever yeah. will be a huge yeah. part of your life. You now have Jessica's come into, into your space. She's been around, of yeah. course. You're now officially married. But it just sort of changes the, I wouldn't say approach, but yeah just the way you sort of think about life and and where you want to end up one day because you can't play cricket forever
1: yeah i think you you can't play cricket forever but also uh you also one thing i realized you're only um as important to people as as long as you do well um i wasn't in a relationship for for quite a while and sometimes you lose all of the you lose perspective on those Mm -hmm. type of things and then when i met jessica initially it was like sort of a, a fling type thing but then you actually realise that you know this person will love you, whether you do well or not. I mean, there were times where I had play a game, and you know, I judged myself on how I bought in a specific, you know, a specific period, and I'd go an eight and over for, like, at the death, um, and I'd take it to heart and go home and Jessica's like, love you, bold, well, and I'm like she clearly didn't watch the game. She's just like excited that she got to watch me play. Yeah. Um, And that's where I realized, well, I lost the love of cricket. I mean, obviously I had COVID four times and like a lot of happened when I had COVID. It was like, well, now I'm treated as a commodity or that's what I felt like. And then I realized, actually, I stopped losing. I lost the love of the game Um, and Jessica brought that into me. She's like, well, actually, it's not about your performance. It's like, well, I used to love going out there and bowling fast forget the outcome. Um I think someone like Anrich Nokia, that's something that he's he's done very well. Yes, he he produces the results, but it he genuinely looks like he loves bowling fast. Um and the rewards obviously follow where I chase the rewards and the enjoyment sort of went out the window.
0: But that fires back in your belly.
1: I know I use yeah, that yeah. a
0: lot, but it's for me it's the perfect way of summing it up. Yeah. It's and especially yeah. as a fast bowler. At the top of your mark, you just want to bull gas.
1: Yeah, I think again that COVID. I, I think Stevie was there the, the day we did a fitness test, and I got rushed to the midstream hospital because, yeah, I, it, 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 it was it was that bad. And you let my technical producer <laughs> uh, hang around the training yeah. sessions. Yeah, and um, we love you, Stevie. Um, and I think. You know, my performance, I mean, there was a stage I was buying 130 because if I tried to bowl like 140, I just couldn't breathe. Yeah. And not many people knew what was going on. Um, you know, I went to Pakistan, first over great, second over. I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, That's terrifying. Um, and then I got out four times. And in that period, I actually realized, you know what, um, just being, I, I'm, I remember I was substituted as a fielder in the T20 comp. And the joy of just being a fielder um, and being able to run around because I, I mean, I couldn't run for yeah. two months um, again, put things into perspective of well, is cricket that important? Um, maybe I should start focusing on other things and start focusing more on my relationship. Um, me not being part of the practice in the last while or going on tours has, you know, enabled me to get married. Um, I, I think some quite a few players don't really get that, um, you know, opportunity yeah. to get married while they play cricket. About you good for him. He got married at 40. Um, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to miss out on a good chunk of my life chasing this dream, which, I mean, having played for South Africa is already a uh, yeah. a, a dream that I've accomplished. It's interesting you say that, um, that, that joy
0: of cricket thing. and And I think, we, we kind of look at this pandemic as yeah. did it really happen, you know, as a dream. But for yeah. you, it was real yeah. four times. Yeah. And there's all this talk and, and studies yeah. being done around long COVID and the long-term yeah. effects. But I think at that moment when you can't run and you're a guy who prides yeah. himself on being physically at your yeah. peak 100% all the yeah. time, that must be a scary thought. And I mean, being rushed off to hospital yeah.
1: Yeah. off a training session, yeah. man, I, I, what's going through your mind there? Uh, the scary thing is, I never wanted my mom to panic, mm-hmm. and Jessica and I remember I went to the hospital and because I also didn't know what was going on. I i mean, when I got COVID, they gave me the oximeter and the oximeter was on 78. And you know, Dean Alga told me a story that his friend passed away when his oximeter read 75. And I was like, okay, I. I didn't know what was happening because I'm not a guy that gets sick. I've never had any yeah. operations. I've had niggles and I'll play two weeks later. Um, and in that moment, um, yeah, I didn't know. It was almost like, well, let me get the the, the scans done and all of those things. Um, the doctors were like, listen, we can't wait. Go see the pulmonologist. We need to figure out what's going on with you. Um, wow. And then I thought I was fine and then long COVID, um I underestimated the the, the long COVID yeah. thing. and I think up until last season was the first time everyone gave okay, you Boeing 140, 145 again. Um, but for a long time, people did not understand, and people were just like, well, he's past his best. yeah, when actually it took me two years to just get back to to being that um that player again. How did you uh,
0: grapple that mentally? Because as a fast bowler, yeah. I mean, the four letter word at the top is what you are. I mean, we joke about the batting and and you can bat, there's no doubt about it, but you cut your teeth as a fast bowler and someone who rushed people and actually instilled fear in people. But how do you mentally grapple with the fact that I'm 15K is an hour short of where I should be
1: and my body is kind of letting me down? I think that's one thing I was probably grateful for is with Mandela and Dasi, obviously a lot of people know mine and Dasi's story. He was my captain at um, Gauteng Strikers, So we, we've grown up all he, and, and he's known a lot about me. And there was a point where, I, you know, there's one thing being picked to play. Um, but I, I don't want to cheat the game. I've never wanted to cheat the game. I've been, there's been times where at the Titans where I've been out of form and when Boucher was coach, I'd be like, listen, listen, um, we're not doing each other favors by you picking me. If someone else is in form, um, let them play. Yeah. Um, rightfully, I should be dropped, I'll go find form. But that's back That's an amazing, I mean, <laughs> seriously, I don't think there's many guys yeah. who would say that to a
0: coach, but it, yeah. that just shows your credibility yeah. and, and the facts and how much you trust yourself yeah. and know yourself.
1: Yeah, I know, and I think that that's the key is like, I, I know how hard I work and yeah. I know that at my best, they sh- aren't many better than me. So I can take that loss for a week or three weeks. And something I've learned reading books is that it's OK to take your losses um, and, you know, don't force a situation. But in any case, I went to Dacia and Monday I said, guys, um, I'm struggling. Yeah. And I remember the T20 competition. It was the first one that because we had two that year during COVID. Um, I do not play. They made me stay at home, let me recover. Um, and then we went to the T20 comp in PE, where I think I was probably in the top three league wicket takers, and I started getting back to my best. And then eventually sort of got back in the pro tiers. So I don't play because I think I'm the right man. He's <laughs> gone to his home play. But, uh, <laughs> um, but it, yeah. And it was nice that they gave me the, the best opportunity because the fear that I had was, if I don't play, I'm going to lose my livelihood. Um, I probably would have been offered a contract elsewhere, but... I owe a lot to the Titans, and I don't really want to leave the Titans. It's my 10th year at the Titans this year. Jeez, so congratulations, man. Um, so, just to be in an environment where you can have that open conversation and say, look, um, my mother depends on me. I have a a, a girlfriend who you know I potentially want to marry. Um, there's too much at stake. Um, I know I'm paid as a cricket player, but you also have to see things from my point of view. And they were open to it, and they managed they managed me very well um when it came to that so you know credit to them junior let's let's take it back to where it all started yeah. and and i love asking people
0: where their this is for me moment was um i know springs yeah. uh, uh, high school and that's uh-huh. but take us a little bit further back like your journey to South Africa, where you sort of fell in love with the game or when you yeah. knew you could bowl fast? I mean, uh, just take us there.
1: I, th- I think, um, you know, t- I feel like even now with me, mainly Jessica, she's white, I'm um, black, whatever. Um, my dad was, obviously grew up in Alexandria, was born there, went into exile, met my mother in Zambia, um, obviously gave birth to me in 1989, 1990, you know the apartheid laws were sort of abolished Mm -hmm. all the for freedom fighters that um you know went into exile were allowed to come back and they were given a choice you join the the army or you what i don't know what what the other guys did got to politics clearly (laughs) uh and um so so that's the initial journey um coming back into south africa so zambia not probably six months of my life um yeah so it's not really it's much not yeah it's not really i mean anything. um but I'm, I'm obviously grateful to it because my dad tells the stories of how they lived you know for 10 15 years um i spoke to my aunt she lives in Dorado park and you know for 15 years they thought my dad was you know he was dead because the the soweta uprising happened um uh, all the safari massacre happened. He went to school one day and never came back because the ANC had recruited um, like a few weeks after that. That's and, crazy. You know, and he didn't tell anyone. Um, and, and that's literally how it happened back in the day. And then the cricket journey was, I was actually an athlete, um, long distance, gripping school. Now you are a bit you know, of a specimen. Yeah. I, <laughs> mean, <I've seen>. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually quite skinny, so that's why I was suited for long distance. Now I'm more of a sprinter. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I was, my interest was um, athletics. Um, cricket wasn't really a, a thing for me, but, you know, in the street that I lived, all my friends, I mean, my best friend, they used to play cricket in his backyard, on on a, in, like, sort of in the driveway. Okay. Um, and I could field. So yeah. I'd never really, I always had good <laughs> ball sense, but I yeah. never really knew how to bat and bowl type of thing. Um, I could field. Yeah. Um, So to be with my friends, I'd just say, okay, I don't want to bat or ball, I'll field and dive on the concrete because that's what I was, um, that type of guy. And then sort of my dad loved cricket. And for the life of me, when Test Cricket was on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or however long it was, he would be in front of the TV watching Test Cricket. And again, I'd want to watch cartoons. Um, And then eventually I'd just decide, well, I play cricket with my friends. Let me just figure out and understand the game. And grade seven, I started playing. Um, so quite late, yeah, if you think about yeah. it. A lot of kids are playing from four, five. Exactly. You know? yeah. So so grade seven was like the first time I played organized mm-hmm. cricket. So And were you a bowler or a batter at the um, time? Or? I, don't, I just learned how to bowl quick, like very early on. Okay. So I, um, again, I bowl off the wrong foot, but it, it just worked. So... I mean, with the law of sports, it's, I do it in my own unique way, but I don't struggle to, you know, grasp the basics of, yeah. of, of those things. And from there, um went to high school, um, under 14 A's, because, I mean, I could bowl fast, but I do not understand. I just thought, well, everyone can bowl fast. Yeah. Uh, Well, I was fast for the in Springs, (laughs) you know, for the in Springs. But
0: but, I mean, you've got such a fast arm action and that's, I can see where you generate the pace apart from everything that goes into it. But it is a unique action, but it's fascinating because I think fast bowlers tend (laughs) to be born fast, if you know what I mean, and they just get faster. Yeah. And and that's probably clearly the case here.
1: Yeah. And that's what happened. And then, you know, I used to go to trials. Um. I think grade eights I knew okay, like I'm pretty good. I still haven't been coached because I'd never really been coached. I just knew how to bowl fast. So not even the basics. Yeah. Um my batting came from that. I somehow could bat. So open the bowling, open the batting. Up until first team. Um so all my all my life growing up. And used to go to trials, never made it. But there's some times where you're like, okay, well, I'm better than X, Y, Z. Sure. Um, and I don't know if it's because of the school I went to. Um, I think that has a, a big uh, part to it, play. It I, I, I remember see. in in matric, I actually got asked to go to Hansmoor to make the Coke Week side. And I said, there's no ways. You either pick me or you don't. And a funny thing happened was I didn't make the Coke Week side. But a week later, I got asked to go to the amateur practice for Easterns. And I said, well... I can't make your under-19 side, but you guys are asking me to train in your senior (laughs) side. And, um, yeah, then I went to to UJ. But in between that, I played indoor cricket. So I went to two World Cups. Brilliant. Under-19 World Cup. Um, That's actually where I realized I was pretty good. Okay. Under-19 World Cup, play of the tournament at the Indoor Cricket World Cup in Australia. Um, Josh Lailor, he he plays for... um, New South Wales, now he plays for the Sydney Sixers. He was one of the main guys um, um, in that Australian side. Um, Phil Hughes could have been there. I think Phil Hughes was there because um, he grew up playing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's when I realized. And we had a coach by the name of Andrew Van Fefer, so he was our mental coach for the indoor side, okay. and he coached UJ's first team. And, oh, sorry, let me backtrack. Ian Healy, I met him at the Prize giving, got my award, and he came and spoke to me, and he said, "You are wasting your time here. You can play international cricket. So this is the last time you play the sport." Oh wow! And then Alan coming from Ian Healy, from Ian Healy, and um, Alan Funderfeifer, who was first team coach at UJ. um, I think we landed on the Friday. On the Saturday, he called me and said, "Take," because I had already applied to go to UJ, and he's like, "You're gonna skip the queue." that long queue that you have, um <laughs> registration. As registration queue. Um you're going straight to the sports bureau. Um, you're gonna go to UJO. And and then history, yeah. The, the Friday hap, that Friday got the acceptance letter. Um then when I went to UJ, I remember uh we had a guy called Carl Muton, um he was our cricket manager and he obviously with the new guys he would ask, you know, what do you do? Um I said, Well I opened the batting and I opened the bowling in school. But obviously in big boy cricket, the guys that went to K, it's impossible. You can't be a fast bowler and so, uh <laughs> an <opening> <laughs> so what he did is he made me bowl to um all the the sort of big dogs. Um so Wesley Lansdale who was he played SN nineteen. Um Anton Fonievahazen who used to open the batting with Riley Russo at Grey Bloom and I held my own. Um like I bowled fast and then He knew eighteen, yeah, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, yeah, nineteen, yeah. And um, towards the end, when it got like sort of pitch black, he gave all the bowlers a new ball, and I had to go bat, and I held my own. Jeez, Um, baptism of (laughs) fire. Baptism of fire, (laughs) but that was that was Carl's way of like saying, well, um, because he wanted elite sportsmen. I mean, Timber was at at UJ, Ethan O'Reilly. I mean, there was a stage we had in our first team everyone had played for the Lions Stephen Cook obviously Richard dasneves um all those guys yeah so it, I mean they they had a big sort of engine room of high-profile cricketers and I remember I played second team my first year I couldn't understand why because in my head I'm like well I'm buying the crap out of these guys in the Nets yeah like I'm one of the, the best guys yeah, here. yeah yeah and but I mean that also helped me um because also I bowled off the wrong foot. And I think there were so many unknowns about me. I'm I'm short. um, I mean, I wasn't as stocky as I am now because I used that as motivation to sort of, um, you know, pave a way for myself Mm -hmm. because, I mean, not making trials, growing up, um, not being recognized, I'm used to working hard. I don't don't need Fighting for what- For for what I need. And um, I remember my second year we play the first team game and that's where Dasy comes in the picture, play the first team game. He obviously led his main guys bowl early on, bold first change, and I think I took a three or four, four four very quickly. And he asked Gully, like, where's this guy been? <laughs> and right <in> the <laughs> on the Monday, yeah. Dassey also was like, Well, I'm gonna take things into my own hands. I'm like, Junior, we have training on Tuesday at the strikers. Um, you coming, went to the strikers, bold fast. Um week later I went to SA University Week, made the SA University team with Simon Harmer. he was our captain. Um week later uh make my strikers debut, take a five one debut and then that's that's Jeez, the journey. That's amazing. It's, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. Um did anyone try and change your action? Or oh, I'm sure there was influence because it's it's a unique action, as you say, off the wrong foot, but it's still fast. Yeah. So, And the ball's going yeah. in the right place. So why tinker with something that's
1: already working? Um, I, I think I was fortunate in the sense that, again, maybe it's because people didn't take me that seriously in the sense that you could see what was in front of you, but, you know, I still had my doubters and all of that. Um, but when I went to UJ, eventually when I started playing a lot, it was, well, you bowl fast. We're not going to change that. You you are unique. So yeah. that was something, I mean, we had Andre Seymour, who was, who was our coach there, and he didn't try to change anything. He just tried to help me in terms of understanding um, with regards to fields because, I mean, I went to Springs, so we didn't, I didn't even understand field places. So out wickets. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there were times where I'm like, well, I'm fast, so we're going to put four slips in a gully in a 50-over <laughs> game. I'm like, well because you, I don't understand that. Yeah, you yeah. sort of watch test cricket, that's what they do, and that's what we do. We're wearing white, they wear white, but it's actually a 50-over game, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know So, So <laughs> um, So no one tried to change that, up until I got to the Lions, so did well. Oh, sorry, so we had Gerrit Marie, who was the striker's coach, and he's so unorthodox in the way he coaches, he just wanted to, with my action, try to make me faster, and the message between him and Dassey when I played amateur cricket, they just said, Junior, run in, bowl fast as long as it's straight. Yeah. We'll figure the rest out. We don't want to change anything uh, about your action. But in the winter, Harrod Marie used to help me sort of fine-tune and understand the basics of a bowling action. Okay, so the mechanics The mechanics of, of all that. Because I, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I just, it was just fast. It was natural. Yeah. It just felt <laughs> yeah. natural, yeah. I suppose. Um, That's
0: incredible, eh? Hey? Um, Junior, and... and that moment when you sort of, I know mean, you said University's yeah, yeah, Week, you yeah. made that. But when you were eventually picked for South Africa, like, was that a moment, like, uh, not, this is about time, yeah. but I've worked so bloody hard to yeah. get here. I'm glad someone's recognized the effort that I've put in because it didn't come straight away. Yeah. It took time for you to get into that space.
1: Yeah, it, it, I mean, I went, again, I went through a two-year, three-year journey where I was like, okay, well, South Africa's gonna happen on, well, it's not gonna happen now because two years before that, or three years before that, I was leading take in the one-day comp. I didn't make an SAA team. Um, So it's, you watch all these guys um, make teams, but you're not making it. And then the next year, okay, I'm number two. Then the very next year, I'm number one, and then I made the SAA team. And then I went to England, and I think I, p- I played one game out of the 50 over games. And I was like, okay. Um, it's sort of dispelled my myth of, well, hard work guarantees that you're going to get picked. Yes, sure. Um, and then, you know, again, when I made my debut against India, it was, yes, it's about time, but also, like, I deserve it. I've worked hard. Yeah. Um, in terms of nerves and stuff, we had A.B., um, Quinney, and all those guys in the Titans team. I mean, we had that – I mean, Jock always <laughs> brags about um, th- this this team that we had in 2017. It's probably t- unbeatable team. Um, but the fact that I got to bowl to the best in the world yeah. at that at that stage, um, yeah, it was just like, well, this is my time, sort of. And and with your f- ball in hand and that
0: first delivery, what's going through your mind there? You're like – Let's just get this in the <laughs> right place or not get hit for a boundary
1: or because it's the biggest stage of them all and it's against India. Um, funny enough, so we had a guy called Brian Matubula. He played for the Lions um, and for UJ when I was at UJ. And he he messaged me and he said to me, whatever you do, just fail on your terms. Um, that's something that... Whatever that you do, just fail on or, your terms. Yes. Okay. And... The one thing that helped, I mean, J.P. was a very, J.P. Duman, he was captain um that first game, and he was very, very good with me. And I was fortunate in the sense that J.P. was one of the few proteas back then that whenever he had the opportunity to come down for Western Province, he would play for them mm. um, or for the Cobras at the time. Um, so he knew about me. I would to him, go him out probably every time I played him. In <laughs> the pocket. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> you know that. But, um, you know, the way he handled me um, – the day I got picked he asked me to go for supper and just wanted to chat to me not just about cricket but just sort of understand um who I am you know my history um and Otis Gibson also helped me because we won. Wa- I think we won the toss or India you know India won the toss and decided to bat and I'd never opened the bowling and Otis um just before we got to national anthem he was like Junior by the way you're opening the bowling oh wow um <laughs> so which was a blessing because I didn't have time to think about what was happening around me. I mean, I mean, this is me playing apart from a final at SuperSport Park, uh, where it's packed. Um, no one really watched domestic cricket, mm-hmm. well, up until SA Twenty now. But at warm-up, it was so, it's like it was packed. I mean, there was a ladies' game before, obviously, but at warm-up, the stadium's packed. So all of these. Um, pressures of like, I mean, hitting catches and you, I'm just nervous to catch the ball. Yeah. Sort of went out the window because I just I was put in there with without having to think. So I had to rely on all my hard work and not overthinking. And yeah. That's it, and it's a memory yeah. you'll cherish for the rest of your life. Of no, course, that I mean debut. Definitely, it's. um, I think some people make their debuts against. I wouldn't say weak opposition. Um, I mean, if you, international cricket is international cricket, but the fact that I could do it against the best um, in the world um, and hold my own, um, I think that's what I will cherish uh, a lot more because I think I should have made my debut against Bangladesh in the December, but mm-hmm. I had a stress fracture in my back. Um, so I'm actually grateful that I didn't play that game and I got to play against India, which, you know, set up, Sort of going to IPL and uh, all of those things.
0: Speaking of of which, you mentioned m- mentioned the SA Twenty, but also IPL. I know Delhi, yeah. um, uh, and of course Durban now. Uh, recently, how's that experience been for you? Like, especially IPL. I mean, it, it's it's the English Premier yeah. League of cricket. Let's be let's be honest. And SA Twenty has been such a great boost for the game in South Africa, yeah. and I mean it's going to be around for a while, but. How's your experience been? Obviously, IPL, SA Twenty are different yeah. beasts, um, but still, it, there's a similarities along yeah. the lines. If that makes any sense?
1: Yeah, I I just think it's you know we play or we train every day to sort of make a living and to you know you know to make something of yourself. I think with domestic cricket, there's a point where it becomes a bit redundant. Is okay? I'm in the system. I've played. I'm not going to earn a lot of money, potentially. Um, so I'm actually just playing, you know, to to make a living until I retire type of thing. And SA20 has brought a different dynamics. It's brought, you know, you look at Diavold, it's and someone like Tristan Stubbs, the, the youngsters. Anrich Nokio bowling 150. It's brought excitement in the sense that people now want to show off their skill because yeah. we feel that the stadiums are full. So now people can actually appreciate um, appreciate your talents. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, it's like a boxer going out into a stadium where there's a thousand people. You know, th- there's no adrenaline. It's yeah. just like I'm just going through the motions because, well, the thousand people actually paid to watch me and deserve the best um, of my skill, but mm-hmm. it's actually very hard to replicate. Yeah. And that's what SA twenty and even um IPL has done. It's IPL's done wonders for the For the young indian players i mean we've gone to sa sa tours to india where you can't even tell the difference between someone that's played 100 games for india versus someone that's making their debut and that's only because those kids are exposed to international level um quality and i think that was the gap that we sort of didn't have i'm not saying we don't have great players in south africa but to be surrounded by the internationals that you that Um, that you have at, whether you're playing or not, you know, at training, you get to ball to the best. So all of a sudden that pressure of, okay, shucks, now I'm going to a Riley Rousseau doesn't exist because you've had your own Riley Rousseau in Quinton. Yes. Um, So it's bridged that gap and, you know, you'll see guys like a Tristan Stubbs who, the transition's a lot easier. I mean, he's doing well now, um, but the transition has made a lot easier and that's what SA20 um, has done um you you've also got some uh in, in
0: the, the super giants there's some some crazy yeah. good players there i mean i think of uh, mayors yeah. quinney uh, topley's also yeah. there how's that been um as a south african uh, player having the internationals come in what's that been like uh, sort of just mixing it up with these people because they're they're incredible
1: cricketers and i'm, yeah. I'm sure they're, they're quality blokes too um i think i can only speak for the for the super giants um what helped me and probably the, the younger guys there like someone like matthew briscoe who you know i, I hung out a lot with him um good player he, a very good player yeah. but you know if you even if you look at the way he played the first two games he was sort of in his shell mm. and then he sort of exploded um and and became like the matthew briscoe um that his talent suggests that he is um i give that credit to the we were fortunate with the international guys that we had Jason Holder, unbelievable human being. You would never think that he's sort of played at the heights that he's played at because he humbles himself to the domestic players and he's always there to offer help. Um, Whenever there's dinner, he would put a message saying, listen, let's go for dinner. Kyle Mayers, um, as big as he is in stature and what he's accomplished, and he's he's one of the main men around the circuit now, Um, just how humble they were towards the South African guys. Reece Topley, Probably one of the better English guys I've been around. I'm not saying th- others weren't, but like Greece, always wanted to experience that African culture. So mm-hmm. the overseas guys made it what it is for us. Um, and and yeah, so you get to rub shoulders because for me to learn from you, I have to be comfortable to mm-hmm. share my story and you know not be afraid that you're gonna belittle my lack of knowledge. Um, and that's something again, Jason Holder, yeah. he would give advice and there was no such thing as a stupid question and that's amazing. even even though that you know he's achieved everything he would still try to um you know dumb it down for lack of a better word um to us um to understand so i mean they were brilliant Lance Klusner, very in terms of coaching you know man management because i think that's what you need at 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 that level he was brilliant um it's interesting what you say there because
0: um having these internationals come in and i'm sure when you've had to go and, and prove yourself at, at other international okay. competitions mm. they look at you as the as the overseas pro yeah. if i can put it yeah, that way um and there's almost a pressure on you to yeah. perform but then also to fit into that team yeah. culture and almost create this environment where you're sharing ip yeah. um i suppose that speaks volumes of the the quality of people, human beings yeah. that are put together
1: in that mix. I mean, that at the end of the day is what makes successful teams, is the team culture. I, th- I think, you know, there was a, Jason Holder put it pretty well to me. He said, I know I'm the, the pro in this tournament, but if I don't do well, what else am I actually giving the SA20? Um, because while you're not doing well, I need to still impart knowledge and experience on the South African players because the tournament's not there to make money. Yes, it is, I suppose, for individuals, but we're supposed to grow South African cricket, yeah. and I think that's the essence of of everything. And um, yeah, so that's what you are as an international. That's what I'd like to believe that you should be, because there's too many variables in cricket uh, for you to guarantee performance. Yeah, one ball, and <laughs> a bad spell, yeah. and that's
0: game over, you know? Exactly. Um, interesting uh, speaking about sort of the the way cricket is at the moment in in, in south africa like this sa20 is really uh, you yeah, it's b- sort of it's a it's a breath of fresh air it, yeah. purely because and and i know domestic cricket yeah. has been struggling over the yeah. years to to get people in and yeah. super sport yeah. park over the years yeah. has seen some incredible games yeah. because they've been successful the titans right and with the proteas yeah. and that sort of thing but how much a difference does it make when you have that packed Supersport Park or packed Kingsmead or Newlands and that energy is buzzing because I'm sure it just yeah. like lifts your game and,
1: and almost forces yeah. you to be at your best. I, I think that's one thing that Supersport Park has generally always done. You can go on a Wednesday night. Yes, it might not be that many people but the atmosphere around the ground and, you know, credit to, to the marketing and whoever does everything at Supersport Park, um, they've done a concert. They've Actually, gone out of their way to make sure that um, you know the players feel the love from the fans. Mm. Um, I mean, not love from salary point of view, but from the fans. And um, you know, we try to engage with fans, and it just makes you feel important. And you actually, you know, when you play out there, yes, I play for my teammates, but I can actually play for these guys that are diehard Titans fans. Um, yes, it's helped that we've won. Um, it's helped that we have world class players, but Again, um, a story I'll tell you is, you know, when I first walked into um, the Titans, when when they first wanted to get me, Jacques Four said to me, um, I think you'll play for South Africa. And, you know, too often, from what I've seen from the outside, other teams almost want to claim uh, a professional once he's made it. Um, I think at the Titans, everyone that's in our squad now, the way they coach, the way they've spoken to is almost like you can play for South Africa now and that makes a very, very big difference.
0: I got you. I got you. Yeah, and, and the 19 or 20 trophies speak <laughs> for
1: themselves, but
0: I, I want to just uh, change tact here a little bit and I want to ask you the toughest batsman you've ever bowled to. Like, Who's the guy that you've run into and gone, I don't really know what to do next? And, and I mean, I'm sure every bowler at some point in their career comes across if it's an ab yeah. or whoever it is, a a v-rat or, yeah. or whatever it is and they go crap what am i going to bowl next you know because yeah. he's either smashed me through yeah. here or, or whatever it is or just the sort of presence they impose at, when they're at the crease uh, funny enough
1: stephen cook is a tough guy to, to bowl to uh i mean He's an irritating guy to bowl to or or, or <laughs> as when he played is. Um he's someone that's like mentally strong. No matter what is going ar- on around him, um, I can bowl a spell where it's just short. I c- he just doesn't go out of um what his game plan is. Um so he was difficult to get because 'cause I'm like, Well, he has a half volume on four stump. He should be hitting this and he would leave it and he would stay in his game plan. Um so he was he was difficult, um Maybe not to restrict um, in terms of runs, but just to get out. Um, Neil McKenzie w- is a similar player, but he just scored runs yeah. uh, for a living. So th- those two, growing up. For okay. Me. Um, facing someone the, the fastest you faced,
0: or, or someone that's sort of got you uh, rather nervous at the crease? Uh, well, and well, Anrich. Yeah. Um, What
1: makes him so intimidating? Is it just the sheer pace that he's up at 150 clicks? Uh, uh, Look, I think now he'd he'd still rush me, but I mean, over the last three years I've actually worked on my band quite well, but the first time Andrew came on the scene, we played him in East London on a wicket that's supposed to be slow. He had a new ball and he hit me in the head and it was just, (laughs) it was just very unexpected because you don't know who this guy is. There's some balls that are quick, but up until you actually out there facing him, it was like, okay, jeez. And then... And then is you, it a heavy ball that he bowls to? Or is it just the gas? Because you know, you get guys yeah, yeah, who bowl yeah. they're deceptively, yeah. you know... No, it's just... It's, it's fast. I don't know how to expect... Like, yeah. it's fast. I mean, he bowled a spell where um, he went around the wickets and <laughs> it was short. Ever and a was, good sign. And, <laughs> and the thing is, it's it's quick and accurate. Yeah. Um. And, and that's the thing. So, yeah, he was he was... I mean, it's almost like he... When he bowled to me, he didn't want to get me out. He just wanted to inflict pain. So mentally, that that was a uh, that that was a picture. Other than that, I don't think there's many uh, many other guys. I, I think if you bowl fast, you have the ability to to hurt someone. Yeah. But you know, not everyone can do it. I got you. Yeah. So there's no
0: um, pact between fast bowlers, eh? That you oh, can't bowl bu- bumpers.
1: I, I think there there there, there <laughs> is, but um, you know. Like I'm a winner, so I will buy the bouncer, and I will. I I try to say, you can come at me. Like I've worked hard on yeah. my batting, so I can pull. You can't. That's you. what I always tell okay. the guys, I, I can pull, and you can't. So yeah, and, and I've seen that pull in action. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, who should we be really excited about? As someone who's got yeah. ten seasons with the yeah. Titans yeah. now, and I hope there's many yeah. more. But who should we be excited about at the moment coming through the ranks in south african cricket because we all know that the school system in south africa still produces some incredible talent i mean it might not be always from the traditional schools but for a large part that they have come through there but in your opinion have you seen that we should be excited about at the moment
1: i I still you know i've played with matthew bresco at msl um I think once he met, like sort of frees himself up, I think he is someone potentially that we we have yet to see the best of him. Um, you know, he gives me like hints of Herschel Gibbs at, at times. Um, so he's someone that's excited me because I've seen his journey from 18 till now. I was, he went to an SAA tour in 2019 where he didn't do so well, um, but he went worked hard at his game and he's come back to SA twin now and you know he did well yeah um so so someone like that excites me i think you know diawalt is, goes without saying he excites me but f- for me I, I like to see guys that go through adversity and and come back stronger sure. so um yeah and then tristan i mean i never knew he could play the way he did in the SA twin in, in in sri lanka now where he actually bad time um so he yeah, you always think he's going to smash always, every he's ball right? smash everyone. Yeah. And yeah, Gerald, I mean, you know, he's just joined the Titans. Yeah, he's just mean. joined the yeah. Titans. So I mean, his bowling is one thing, but I think that that fire and sort of passion um you know, I'm not a vocal person when I get wickets um but you know, just every time he bowls there's something that happens and that's that reminds me of a of a Dale Stain. Um, you know, I think, you know, him and Anrich, it would be great to see them bowl together because they both have that type of passion. Mm. Um, and, and again, some, like Lungi, you know, he's gone through, you know, hard things and all of those things. But if I just look at his social media and just, you know, talking to him, um, he's also like gone through a, a, a patch where of, of adversity and it just looks like he's stronger, hungrier. So. I'm excited to see what he has to offer um, now when he comes back. So, I'm I'm putting you in the spot, Junior. know. <laughs> <it's>,
0: I suppose <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. But and and it's just fun for me to yeah. ask, like, if you had someone to bowl for your life, yeah, um, anyone or bat for your life, who would those two to be? Ooh. Yeah, I'm, as I said, I did warn yeah, you, yeah. putting you on the spot here. Uh, bat for my life. It can be a former player yeah. too. It
1: doesn't have to be a current. Player. Yeah look uh you know fudgy um you know sometimes i think he was probably getting number one to south africa but again uh that was a that was a raw deal yeah he's uh, one of the most underrated cricketers we've ever produced um i I still think he's one of the 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 best finishers um, in south african cricket and whether it's where where he batted um for the protest i don't think we got to see the best of him we saw glimpses of it yeah but he just always found a way um heiner couldn't actually i mean that guy could take a beating on the and he'd still like he'd have grit so i think he, he would be someone um and then someone to bowl for my life um dale um goes without saying dale one of the gods yeah, yeah i mean to take a fife in the in hundred percent humidity in India is no you know, is no joke. Um and so that just shows me that, you know, when push comes to shove and someone needs him, he can he can do it and deliver. I got you. Yeah. Um while I
0: got you here, uh we've got a few more minutes. Yeah. Obviously the Ashes has yeah. dominated yeah. headlines. Yeah. It's been the most bizarre <laughs> three tests I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. Um but like I'm looking at the Johnny Bairstow incident that, that's yeah. with Carrie involved and that sort of thing. And a lot has been made of that. But what have you made of the Ashes as a whole? Like, because I've been glued whenever I can watch, um, yeah. you know, if it's on yeah. my phone or if it's yeah. sitting in front of my TV. What have you made of it? Because it's it's been controversial, yes. It's been amazing. Ben Stokes yeah. has played yeah. some incredible innings. We've seen yeah. Mitchell Stark. I mean, he's, he's just a, gun. Yeah. Um,
1: but it's had a bit of everything, hasn't it? Yeah, I think I, I think let's not take away from the cricket. The cricket's been brilliant from an Australian point of view. I think the way, I mean, England's played well, but I mean, they've got this hard mentality now that this is how they, they want to live and die by the sword, which is fair enough. Um, in terms of the controversy, I think, you know, England bullied teams now for the last year, two years. Now that someone else is bullying them in a traditional way. In their they, backyard. In their backyard, they're <laughs> crying foul. Um and that's the only issue I have is that I have no I have no issue with what what happened with, with Kerry. Um, um, you know, they asked Ben Stokes, um, well, Besto did it, um, and he had, you know, some uh, stupid answer about it. Like in hindsight, Besto didn't hit the stump, so we'll never know. So the the fact is if in in a high competition, in the, the highest level of competition, if the rules say a certain thing, because I I don't even think that was not in the spirit of cricket, that was within the rules. Um, I mean, I bet outside my crease, and every single time, I'm always looking back and putting my bet in. So wh- you never know. You never know. Yeah. So why am I? Why do I keep doing that? Yeah. Um, and also, it's just again with where England is, um, maybe that carefree spirit um has sort of come into the picture because the fact that Johnny Bester didn't even look back to see where the ball was is an issue because had that ball been bowled and Kerry had sort of missed it, they would have probably run a single. Yeah. Is it not the same thing? So um I think it's arrogance yeah. to be honest. And, I, I really do. And and that's what I and that's why I think and I'm a big Brendan Brandon McCullum fan, but even um some of the stuff he said in the media saying you won't have a have a beer with um the 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 opposition um is very weird because you know it's not like they've played dirty. Um uh what's your name? Broad in when when was it two thousand and twelve or whatever when Agar uh, when he nicked the ball, he didn't walk. Is that not in the spirit of cricket? So, you know, you, you can't say something's not, not in the spirit of cricket because yeah. it's not benefiting you. Um, and that's the thing is like they just thought they're going to bully world cricket, and with Usman Khawaja, with the way he's been batting the traditional way, he's bullied he's bullied them in the traditional way without trying to hit flashy sixes and yeah. boundaries. Um, so I think that's that's where the controversy is. Just to wrap, do you think this
0: baseball approach is sustainable? I mean, it makes for great viewing, but it also yeah. leaves England quite vulnerable when when you're constantly going to attack I mean the first test at three ninety three yeah. they
1: declared that came back yeah. to bite them you know yeah, yeah. so the the baseball approach I think is is great. The declaration is i mean you're not there's another four days left. why would you declare um so that thinking doesn't make sense, but I think again, the way Australia's playing, they're playing a more intelligent form of baseball so you have Kuwaja who gets the ball old. Warner, hopefully he, he comes good. Um, but, and then you have Mitch Marsh and um, Travis Head who naturally play attacking cricket. Mm-hmm. I think what what England are doing is that they just want to make everyone X-factor and you can't teach X-factor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one thing that's helped with the ball now is that it doesn't help that your batting is X-factor but you're bowling, everyone's bowling 130 because there's no substitute for pace. And that's what we saw now with Mark Wood coming in is now all of a sudden they look a well all-rounded team um, because, I mean, you can play baseball, but your bowlers can also get bullied. Yeah. So it, it doesn't really matter. Especially if it's a flat it's track. It's a flat, <laughs> if it's a flat track. I mean, Anderson was, you know, t- I'd be surprised if he plays, well, he'll probably play now at Old Trafford. It's yeah. his home ground, but... I mean, at 130, I mean, you're a lamb to the slaughter. Absolutely.
0: Um, finally, Junior, what are you looking forward to for this next upcoming season? Because there's there's cricket to be played, but there's also say 20. There's there's a lot happening. I believe you're going to Zimbabwe soon. Um, what are you excited about
1: as we wrap up? No, I think, I think last year I, f- I think I found the blueprint of of me, is. I just need to work hard. Um, I don't want to put expectation on myself first mm-hmm. of all because I think I've I've done that a lot and been disappointed by playing, not playing. Um, so I just want to first of all enjoy my marriage. So enjoy home, enjoy my teammates. I love going to SuperSport Park now every single day and actually just trying to grow as a as a player, as a person because performances aren't guaranteed. And yeah, I mean, t- last year it helped me perform the way I performed, so um, I just wanna grow as a, as, as a player. And yes, if opportunity comes, um, so be it. But I think I've got this motto now that says, um, I'm not gonna beg for something I've earned. And I think I had this, okay, I'm begging, like I am keep trying to prove a point, I keep trying to be vocal, where actually it's just put your head down and work and, if I keep doing well, you can't be ignored in SA20, in what, in whatever facet of cricket around the world, if I just do what I need to do, um, yeah. Well, keep up the amazing work.
0: It's been an absolute honor to have you on, and uh, long overdue, even though I still claims he's the first to have been on, but thank you once again. Congratulations on the marriage. Uh, enjoy it, and good luck in Zimbabwe. Can't wait to see uh, you in action again, and there's 145 clicks and taking wickets. Junior Dala, thanks for your time. Head to Betway now and place any 50 Rand or more bets on any of the Springboks Rugby Championship matches until the 29th of July and stand a chance to win your share of 100,000 Rand in sports bonuses, as well as be entered into the draw to win signed Springbok memorabilia. Each 50 Rand or more bet you place will earn you another entry into the draw. Sign up today at betway.co.za. Terms and conditions apply.